Before we get started with today's show, I wanted to tell you about another great podcast. ESPN and Anscape contributor Dominique Foxworth has a new podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, bringing his unique perspectives on football, the personalities surrounding it, and just about anything else he finds interesting or thinks you might. So check out the Dominique Foxworth Show. Listen wherever you get your podcast. The Right Time is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Right Time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is Foxworth Monday. Are we Are we Foxworth Monday? Are we, we early weekend? Foxworth early week. Yeah, Dominique Foxworth, what's going on? Not much. I mean, I feel like we haven't even been preparing people for the different days of the week. It's just like a treat. I feel like somebody is going to wake yes. up this morning like, oh, Yes, that's that's just kind of how it goes. You know why? Because we only kind of know, right? Like, <laughs> us, it, it is a, hey, I think I can do it this day this week. Hey, I think I can do it this day next week. And uh, I think next week we're going to do one more one day a week. And then after that, you know, you folks probably going to get your boy back full on. But since we got Dominique, and thank you for watching us on YouTube, by the way, we're going to talk about some of what's been going on with the NFL. But right fast. For those of us who have checked out the Dominique Foxworth show, if you haven't, you should. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And I give you credit for brilliant producing on having your wife come in and do the errors and omissions at the end. It sounds like she was born for that job. I've been telling her for a long time. It's like this. Don't tell her. But this is my secret plan is we're going to keep getting her on. And I'm a transition. She's much smarter, much more attractive, much more charismatic than me. Why am I the one that's on TV and talking? <laughs> I'm trying to do these pickups and drop-offs, man. <laughs> but yeah, she's coming on again this week. We're gonna it's gonna be a weekly thing. It was really a hit at the end of last Tuesday's pod. Um, that's my greatest production contribution. And also just generally, I feel like my biggest criticism of myself in the first couple of shows. Is I'm trying too hard to be a host and not being myself. And you told me a long time ago, hey, my name is on the show. They're coming for me. So got to be myself. And having my wife around allows me to relax in a way that uh, I'm not worried about hosting. Just worried about uh, <laughs> having a good time. I will say this, though. When you say, don't tell her you said this, that tells me everything I need to know about whether or not she listens to Foxworth Blank Day on the right time with Bomani Jones. I refuse to let anybody listen to or watch anything that I don't like people that I actually friends and family with. It's been real uncomfortable because when it's my own podcast, I got to like uh, promote it. And so then my friends and family see it and like, Oh, I can't wait to listen. I'm like, hmm. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I don't like that. Cause then they be coming and I'm like at my son's football game and stuff. And people want to talk to me about the takes I made. Like I, I want to keep my stuff separate. I'm like my <laughs> separated, like them little plates at the cookout. With the divide in them, with the divide, I want to divide. Yeah, I want my life in it. That's why she she's really prolific on Instagram, and I don't be on there in large part because I don't like people be knowing my business. Yeah, I I am a non-existent Instagram person at this point. I used to when it was early. I was like, yo, I want to share my life with you. I want to show you guys that we kind of live the same. And then when I started getting places, I want to show you guys. Where are we going? And then I was like, I don't want y'all to know nothing. And you know why? Because it used to be that my followers were the homies. 
Then the proportion of haters and indifferent began to swamp the homies, at which point it was like, I can't give y'all nothing. I don't know, like if I were unmarried like you, that might be the motivation to get me on Instagram. Like I, I, I have no motivation to get on Instagram. I don't want to show y'all my life, but I feel like that's how, and maybe you are just above that line as far as like the the women that you're interested in is in their ages. But I feel like this Instagram seems like, or social media in general, like seems like it is integral to like modern day flirting and relationships. Everybody I know is like, yeah. That, and rather than asking for numbers now, you ask people for their for they like snap or IG. So like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess you don't have yeah. no trouble in that area. No, nah, I guess. I don't know. That's a great question. I, I ain't even thought about it that far, uh, to be honest. But hey, man, we had a uh, interesting day of NFL football. Where you want to start? We can start anywhere, man. I, I That Ravens game, the Lamar Jackson <laughs> money situation, the two. Uh, I had a we did debatable, recorded it last night. And Charlie, who's also like um, producer and kind of co-host kind of on my um, show, uh, tried to discredit to us game. And what? he was he has some foolishness about the yak and throwing it to people and they making these plays and Ravens busted coverages. And I said, boy, if you don't, a man threw for 469 and six touchdowns. <laughs> you try to find a way to discredit him. Outrageous. Well, I, I will say this. Uh-oh. Okay. I mean, it's not Tua's fault that the coverages were busted, but there were some busted coverages, right? Um, and I will note that if you expect to see him hit Tyreek Hill in stride on those deep routes, that's not going to happen. Tyreek going to have to slow down just a little bit. Like, that's what this is going to be. However, all I thought in watching the Dolphins with him and Waddle, H-Town, by the way, Jalen Waddle, H-Town, all I thought as I watched the two of them boys is, ooh, they going to be a problem. Because you, you can't shade two sides, right? You can shade to one side, you can shade to the other side. You can't shade to two sides, and them boys got giddy up. All the giddy up. That Waddle um, game-leading or game-winning touchdown – they doubled Tyreek Hill. I mean, it was the definition of it. And then we got, uh, they kind of benched Gasecki because uh, Mike McDaniel kind of hinted that Gasecki can't block, so he can't really play in his system. And he didn't really play much in week one at tight end because he's a pass catching tight end. But if you go ahead and give up on that running part of it, you can't cover all them. Like, that was my, the simple analysis before the season when I was like saying that they were going to be good. It's like two is accurate. He's not a dummy. He can manage a game. And nobody got enough guys. You just don't got enough guys because they got guys on both sides and a guy in the middle and running backs that can break it off if you have to. And a smart quarterback that makes quick decisions. And the yak is accuracy is part of the yak. Get a man that ball in stride, but not over the shoulder in stride. He can hit you over the middle in stride. He's not going to hit you over the shoulder in stride. But to be honest, nobody really hits Tyreek Hill over the Fair. shoulder in stride because he's just too damn fast. Fair. Like, Kurt Warner made the Hall of Fame on Yak. And that wasn't shade. He was as good as anybody I've ever seen. Joe Montana made the Hall of Fame on Yak. Steve Young largely made the Hall of Fame on Yak. Like, there's a skill to it. I just... I have been, I don't know about Tua since the very beginning on this, right? Like his whole thing to me 
flipped up when they took his Heisman and gave it to Kyler Murray. Unfairly, I will note, nothing's really been the same. Then my man hurt his hip, and even less was the same. And then he was on the clock in a way that I hadn't ever seen a guy be on the clock after a year, let alone two years. You had people out here talking about, you should start Ryan Fitz. No, we should not, under no circumstance whatsoever. Not if you think this other dude got a future, because you know what time it is to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who does have a little hate in his heart, he sees when he talks about Tua. I mean, not that he's wrong when he says that Tua has some limitations. It just don't sound right when you say yeah, you got some limitations too, bro. That's why you yeah. <laughs> wearing party shirts on, on Amazon Yo, right now. dog, I was like, how did he bite my man Spencer's whole steez? His everything, his beard, that shirt, that jacket, he just bit Spencer's whole steez. And he owes Spencer an apology. He should owe some money. Like, he's he yes. out here swagger jacking. He, Spencer <laughs> should sue. But here's the other thing I had about the Dolphins game. I was curious what you thought about this. When they had that last drive, and they called that run for Chase Edmonds that turned into like a 35-yard run or whatever. I was like, I'm not sure what you're doing except that dude crazy fast, too. Yeah. And if you out here worried about the other two crazy fast. Yeah, I, I broke down a bunch of the big plays in that game. That's the one play I didn't break down. But I can go ahead and guess what happened is Waddle was breaking them off. Gasecki was breaking them off. Uh, Hill was breaking them off. And everybody was on the edges. Looking on the edges, doubling on the edges, and you just gotta hit one block. It's the same thing with um with the Lamar Jackson big play. Is when you load the box to stop the run with Lamar Jackson, you got one level to get past, and then it's over. And the same thing kind of happened is if you load the outsides trying to stop those big um play receivers, you get one block, boy, out the gate. By the way, give Lamar his buddy. Like if you watch that game, they had four offensive touchdowns and a kick return. But Lamar was bananas. Now, I do think a fair criticism is if you the man and he the man, if you the man at some point in the fourth quarter, you just going to have to be the dude to be like, hey, we got to slow this situation down. Right. Like, I, I understand that this is nitpicking. This is not blaming him for losing the game, but it's kind of like Matt Ryan in that Super Bowl. Right. Like at some point, you got to be the one to get us a first down or something whatever to stem this tide but man he was so good before that and just hitting them dudes in stride like the le- the accuracy that we saw from him you ain't gonna make that criticism about him right now you may be able to do it next week but you weren't gonna be able to do it this week then the big run up the middle right there was the fumble early on the snap and you know i guess that happens right like that's the tom brady had that happen to him down there in new orleans but nah man that dude looked like yo give me my money i won't um yeah, I don't really agree necessarily with your um, criticism of him needing to. I guess it's not really a criticism. I get your point. Like, that's what you would want out of your veteran star quarterback. But also, it's not like he is playing for the Browns. Like, he's <laughs> playing for John Harbaugh, one of the best coaches in football, an organization that makes a lot of – that continuously makes good decisions. So, like, it's weird to, like, step up in that moment and try to take the reins. But I guess I understand that's another level – Cause that's something Tom Brady might do and mm-hmm. he ain't there yet, but I agree with you there. One of the big kickers for me was their fourth down inefficiency because one of the things about having an offense like this is, are we good on fourth and two, baby? Yeah. Are we good on fourth and one baby, but they had um, a red zone, like fourth and goal from like the one yard line. Lamar fumbled the dolphins answered with a 97 yard, um, drive. He, I mean, Lamar didn't fumble. It was a, a botch snap. 
which mm. he's never under center. So that might be part of the reason why you could criticize him, blah, blah, blah. And earlier in the game, they had a quarterback sneak and they had Andrews do it, I think. So for whatever reason, they had Lamar do it right there. He fumbled. They go 97-yard drive. Um, in the fourth quarter, it was fourth down around midfield. They went for it with a run with Lamar. And I'm not used to seeing this not work. And this would have, like, put the game out of reach. Uh, Lamar didn't get it done. And they score off of that. And then they had another situation where, and it's not on Lamar, he threw, he rolled out uh, and threw a perfect pass to the tight end, uh, rookie tight end likely, and he just dropped it. And that would have gave him first down to put the game away. So, like, as much as the defense stunk in the second half, the offense had their chances to get it done too. Well, I think if there's one thing, I mean, I may be taking too much because we've only had two weeks of the season, but if there is a bright side of week two for the Ravens, is if you look around and see your uh, division compadres and you're like, oh, yeah, we should be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 should be straight. Um, the Steelers, like zombie Steelers and zombie Patriots, like it looks nothing like we've seen for the last twenty years. But there we had it. Steelers, uh, uh, that ain't looking so great. The Bengals, the Bengals out here, like so. You do realize we won all those playoff games last year by this much, right? This much. <laughs> maybe just maybe we weren't actually that good, right? Okay, we got that one. And the Browns. Now understand that I spent my Sunday with a Jets fan to the left of me and somebody who was a Ravens fan to the right of me because they put $1,000 on Ravens minus three and a half, which looked really, really sure. Yeah, he was spending that money already. Until it didn't. Until (laughs) it didn't, right? And it's so wild, like, watching with a gambler because the gambler is, like, rooting for particular scenarios Mm-hmm. right like we don't want the game to get to this place because then the defense might just give up a touchdown and then it'll be a three-point game and then that of course became moot just 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 became full-on moot um and before i forget about this our man we got to come up with a clever nickname for mike mcdaniel right because no i have it it's black mike okay i was trying to figure out if white mike held i couldn't decide nah. if, if if because he because like even though he is black he does have some of the like some of the white Mike characteristics, but right, not but really because I mean, he's not leaning all the way in on being white Mike. It's like when you call a big dude tiny, kind of. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. like I feel like if he were, if he leaned in, if we didn't have to like do some Google research, if he leaned into the blackness that he is, we couldn't call him Black Mike. That ain't fun or funny. Correct. But I feel like. Yeah, I, I I had that written in my notes. Look at Black Mike out there taking the league up by storm. Yo, there is no more ironic nickname than White Mike because White Mike is white. <laughs> yeah, but that's fair. We call you White Mike because you lead it in the other. Like, like it's it's a trick. <laughs> but bag. I guess to me that feels a little bit like mean, which I guess I'm not I'm not above being a little bit mean. But like, I don't know. Well, also he made it clear to us that he is not white. So yeah, like so. yeah yeah so yeah 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 he yeah Black Mike I think goes Black Mike was out there in them aviator shades oh look look looking look look like he was running things I mean Harbaugh and Belichick first two games he is like the the anti Nathaniel Hackett it is <laughs> impressive spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. Spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering on. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. 
Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. By the way, did you uh, watch any of the Broncos? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you who didn't look so good in that game, at least not to me. That would be uh, Russell Prince Wilson. <laughs> Prince. Oh, man. Princess wasn't there to root him on. What she did? I don't know if she was there or not. But yeah, he is benefiting from his head coach looking even more worse than he looked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard to come down on Russell. And when we see what's happening out there with them and their decision making. So he had a, he kicked a 64 yarder last week and he had a 59 yarder this week and was like, nah, let's punt it. And that was like the best of his mistakes. Yeah, at altitude, like this time yeah. you actually playing in the long field goal place. Yeah. And I mean, they had to delay a game to take a field goal off the board. And that's what led to the punt. They again took the ball out of Russell's hands in a pivotal situation and had a tight end running the option. Like it was just see, a mess. And see that I don't blame on like that right there is, oh, you think you cute. Yeah. Like, that's the only conclusion I can draw when you make a decision like that is, oh, you think you cute. Oh, and I forgot about the time when he wasted a timeout because they had a delay a game. They were going to get delay a game on, like, the five-yard line. It's going to push him back, like, five yards. Like, insignificant when it comes to kicking field goals. But frantic Nathaniel had to call a timeout and burned it. Yo, and he going to learn. Russell Wilson does not suffer in silence. Like, the whole world might not find out about it, but Russell, this pleasure will be made known. Please understand that. He probably going to do it, like, really nicely, perhaps with some might turn passive-aggressively, but you're going to find out. I don't know what Russell going to do, but he ain't going to stay for this that long. But, I mean, the fans aren't going to turn on him. I feel like he's only going to get loud when the uh, stuff turn on him. I, I feel like as long as Nathaniel there doing Nathaniel things, they're not going to turn to – and I feel like it's fair – just in general, like it feels like the we turn on we don't turn on coaches because we don't understand what their job is until it's too late. But it's quite clear that we we know what his job is and he ain't doing it. I'm just saying in your life experience on one side has been a Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. On the other right. side has been a Russell Wilson. And right. you telling me they can't find a way to blame the Prince. Yeah. 
My bad. Yeah, like, 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 I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Bruh. The Prince ain't the Bruh. one making a hundred million dollars of you know however much Russell got. You know, getting in the first year guaranteed or whatever. Like, no, nah, I mean, you're right. You're right. He should be there, and they've been so thirsty for a quarterback since uh, Peyton Manning's net gave out. So I think they'll be happy with this for a while, and they go win some games, right? Because their defense is going to be good enough that they can win some games. They're just not going to play the Texans every week, right? Like they played the bad Seahawks and didn't win and then played the Texans at home and got it. Like none of that is encouraging. They're out here playing feisty teams and struggling. You're not supposed <laughs> to struggle with feisties. Like I understand they're going you, you, they can hang around for a couple of quarters because they're in the NFL, but we're not supposed to be holding our breath the fans did a countdown for that team. How disrespectful. <laughs> they gave that bad boy the Giannis Antetokounmpo free throw line countdown so that they wouldn't get a delay a game. And I mean, the point that you made about them turning on Russ, that's fair. It brought to mind something that was stressful for me this weekend was I don't root for anybody to get hurt, but I got to admit when Dak Prescott got hurt, a little bit relieved because I've become a bit of a Dak Prescott defender in large part because y'all are stupid and was trying to tell me he was bad and that they shouldn't pay him. And I was the only one for a long time defending him. So then people made a joke about how I was a part of their family. And so I became <laughs> Dak's cousin when in actuality, what happened was y'all was being biased and dumb. And I remembered when I was being dumb and said that they should sit Dak as a rookie. And then I watched that game that they lost and was like, oops, my bad. That boy Cole, y'all better pay him for he get too expensive. But the point I was making this weekend was it's a point that, you know, that you bring up often. Y'all better have a black backup. Y'all had better have a black backup. And I'm nervous right now because I don't know that anyone's had to take yet. But let Cooper Rush win another game. Oh, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Let him win another game. That's fine. But there's going to be an L that looks so horrendous that everybody's going to be like, oh, damn, that's right. Like, that's what happens with, like, the Tyler Heineke's of the world. I was really high on that Tyler Heineke guy at one point. Then I watched once and I was like, oh, OK, that's why ain't nobody draft him. Right. Like like these things happen. And then these guys that for whatever reason are playing over their heads and Cooper Rush does appear to be upper tier backup. Right. Like, there's been only, I think, in the last couple of years, they've only really brought one dude off the oak where I was like, oh, you may have something here. And that's White Mike um, mm -hmm. with the Jets. Yep. White Mike for the Jets came in, and I was like, oh, wait a minute here. I'm a little confused as to why this gentleman isn't getting more looks. I'm sure there's a reason, right? But I can't see it right now. But now it'll come. There's going to be that moment. That's going to happen. I still, though, was watching that game, and – I give this to Mike McCarthy. He decided to go hard with Cooper Rush, like going for fourth downs and stuff like that, where you putting the ball in his hands and letting him make the pass. Like they clearly have a certain level of confidence in him because this team is absolutely going to need the quarterback to carry him. Because that plan previously about Zeke, man, who boy, that's Zeke, man. We got to put that boy in the time machine. Like it's it's a it's a wrap there. Like Tony Pollard still seems to be capable, but he ain't a star. Zeke was a star, and now. He a player on a football team. Yeah. I mean, they got that defense, which um, is better than I had anticipated. They played well. I mean, Micah Parsons, boy. Woo! <laughs> Him and, and uh, Trayvon Diggs play really well uh, in this game. He played well in the last game, too, I thought, even though he gave up a, a score. But Micah damn Parsons, man, that dude. They, it seems like they just put him on the edge most of the time now. 
I haven't looked at his numbers, but I don't see him every time I look up, he getting after somebody quarterback and poor Lyle Collins. Like uh, he had there was one of the sacks where he blocked him on the right side all the way to the left side. Uh Micah made a second move. Lyle was still with him. And damn quarterback Joe Burrow refused to pass the ball. And on his third move, like you can't expect somebody to stay with Micah Parsons <laughs> through three moves. Like that's not fair. That man run a real legit four three. It's not he's like freaking Zion Williamson out there with his combination of size and athleticism. It's unique. Yo, he's kind of I'm gonna have to make a if you know you know reference as the the comp that I have for him. He's like the next level of Peter Bullware. Mm. Yeah. Like a dude that can play, him. you know, off the ball linebacker and also be an all pro caliber pass rusher, except as good a pass rusher as Peter Bullware was. Michael nope. Parsons is on a different level with this. That's yep. frightening. <laughs> Bullware is the Dunbar Baltimore guy. So I remember him quite well. He was a monster. But yeah, Michael Parsons, this is just his second year, man. He two games into his second year and he like legitimately statistically the best pass rusher in football as far as win rate he just doesn't do it as much as everyone else and i don't know then you can put him out on the edge like i brought this up before i've seen it many times he he'd be moving around in the secondary like i'm hesitant to say like a corner because that's gone too far but at least like a safety he looks completely comfortable back there like a safety it's like it feels like there are a couple players lamar jackson falls in this category there's a couple players that feel like you playing youth football and like he just better than everybody else. You know, like I just had a weekend of uh, kids soccer and football and sometimes they're just a kid out there that it just ain't fair. You put him anywhere. He's going to be better than everybody else. Michael Parsons is out here doing that. Yeah. And as you mentioned that thing about Joe Burrow, because Joe Burrow is about to be the, he's being betrayed by his offensive line. But he also holds the ball too long. Like, what did we say last week? Sacks are a quarterback stat. And he holds the ball too long. And he going to have to figure that out because they coming for him every time. And he moves so well in the pocket that who knows, right? Maybe the ones he takes is equal to the ones he avoids. It's the Russell Wilson conundrum, right? Even still, man, he's taking way too many of these, dog. Way too many. Especially since it's not like he has been healthy. He's already missed most of a season with an ACL. And even though Trey Lance got hurt running the ball in the design run, like it's so much rarer that that happens. He's staying in these messy ass pockets, bouncing around and these junky pockets holding the ball a little too long like that. That's scary. You gotta, he, he's like comped with Tom Brady so often for whatever reason, I guess, because he's not like a super rocket arm and he has that pocket presence. But you know what Tom Brady do? Get rid of that ball when that heat coming. So go ahead. You can do that. Everything don't got to be these these quarter, these new age quarterbacks got all us, all our heads messed up, including the other quarterbacks like Joe Burrow. You don't got to be Josh Allen. You don't got to be Patrick Mahomes. Throw that thing away. You can be Tom Brady. It's all right. Yeah, there is still room. Like, you're going to be a little limited in the New World Order, right, if you can't get around. And Joe Burrow can, so it's good to have. But in the end, you still there's still going to be a step up and get that thing out of there, right? Like, that, there's always going to be a value in that. You're just going to have to be on some next level because them boys coming fast. But you're going to have to figure that. And so, Zach Taylor, I guess Mike Brown is cheap, so he ain't going to fire nobody before the deal is, like, actually up. 
But Zach Taylor is in that hell. You was who you was when you got here situation. You're you're looking remarkably similar uh, to what we had seen before. Okay, that's not good, but you know that's you. I mean, he he should show. I don't know what he can point to. Um, he can point to the run to the Super Bowl, but like specifically. And we've been through it on this podcast. I've been through it on my own podcast, like breaking down that run to the Super Bowl and why you should not like it, it felt like a sweet 16 or a Cinderella March Madness run. And that ain't no reason to extend your head coach in college. And that should not be a reason to stick around. So, like, I'm not sure what he points to. And maybe I'm not embedded in that organization. Maybe Bengals fans know better than me or Bengals beat reporters know better than me. But, like, it doesn't seem like Joe Burrow's gotten, like, significantly better, at least in the ways that matter. Like, you could at least coach Joe Burrow out of this foolishness. Like, the um, never give up of him is remarkable. But say that thing for the fourth quarter when we need it. <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay to surrender a couple fronts here and there to protect your team and not turn the ball over and also protect your body. So, yeah, I'm not sure what he's pointing to for a reason to keep him, but I'm sure he's not on the hot seat because they did go to Super Bowl last year. And as you mentioned, yeah, Mike ain't paying nothing extra. <laughs> he ain't paying nothing nobody extra. not to work. No matter who you are, he ain't paying nobody not to work. I'm going to dip my toe into something. I only want to dip my toe in, right? I've made this mistake before. I made this mistake eight years ago. I'm just going to dip my toe in, okay? How many weeks? He's done. Tom Tom Brady. Brady. How many weeks do we give Tom Brady before we start expecting a little bit more out of him? I mean, they're 2-0 and good for them, but... I mean, he and granted, the Saints have been kryptonite for him in large part, and it looked like it again. But how how, how many weeks do we give it before we start asking questions about? I mean, like we need we need to set a number right now where we all come to a consensus and say, look, after six weeks, maybe we come back and talk about it. Right. I think um, if we wait six weeks, we late. If he if he put up four more weeks of this, we late. I don't know. I think I'm going to dive in. Uh, maybe not my whole body, but I'm thinking I'm gonna put a I'm put a full foot in there, maybe up to my knees. I'm going in the shallow end to discuss this because it's real, man. It's like there's so much you can only defy this stuff. This is, reminds me a little bit of I, I try to learn lessons as I get older, and the lesson I learned from the Bucks and um, Chiefs Super Bowl, I brought it up a number of times is that there's some things about football that cannot be overcome. And one thing is, if you can't protect a quarterback, I don't care. And I was high on Mahomes back then, and I thought he was going to overcome all that, even though I knew their offensive line was bad. And so I bring that same, that's not the exact same thing that's happening here, but I bring that same like reasoning to this, because what's happening here is we got off the field drama. We got being 45 years old. We have injuries on the offensive line. Everything is pointing to maybe, maybe we had him fully retire and come back, go away for 11 days during training camp. Like the only thing, and this is why I brought up the Mahomes thing. The only thing that's keeping us from doing an honest assessment of Tom Brady right now is we, is it, 
We did it eight magic. years ago and it blew up in our faces. Right. That's why we're not doing it. Right. And that to me is like, we know at some point he's going to be bad, right? Well, I feel like, and the reason I said six weeks was he could pop up and have a very good game, right? Because he's still capable of that, right? And so we need to be able to take that as part of a somewhat larger sample, right? And then, you know, come back. But if he puts up four of these in a row, Oh, now we're talking about something uh, completely different. I tell you this, though. Did you see when Mike Evans, uh, they caught Mike Evans after he threw that dude on the ground? And somebody came up in his face about it. He's like, yo, that's Tom Brady. What you think I'm supposed to do? Like, I am the closest person to the situation. Even I, Mike Evans, all pro receiver, potential Hall of Famer by the time it's all said and done. I have to get out here and do dirty work for Tom Brady. It, It must be done. Tom Brady can't fight. <laughs> I don't think I don't think 25 year old Tom Brady was bought them fisticuffs now with like them real deal defensive players so yeah mm-hmm. Tom Brady gonna talk <laughs> but somebody <laughs> that's offensive lines job I don't know where they were I haven't seen all 22 of the fight which is something that we definitely kept it uh <laughs> on every team I played with like they don't they clip all the tape but every team I play with practice fights game fights all the brawls they all the coaches tell a cameraman Keep it rolling. And then we break that down <laughs> afterwards, just like we break the game down. You better not be walking away from no fight. You better get up in there. Mike Evans wasn't going to be the guy on tape closest to Tom Brady. Fournette stuck, kicked it off. Guy stepped to, to Tom Brady. He jumped on him. You know Tom Brady good for it. He paying everybody fine. He better. Let me tell you this, boy. That was Galveston on one side. New Orleans on the other. I don't want to be in the middle of that, dog. I'm just telling you, my, my knowledge of what goes on on 45 and on I-10, I'm just telling you right now, that's two I really wouldn't want no parts of myself personally. Like, both of them coming, especially not Leonard. Leonard's the dude who tried to fight on one leg and then decided, you know what, I will play in the game today. Forgot about that. Yeah, that's the litter for that moment. That was the, oh, the one is uh, in the house right here. That was the litter for that moment. Right did. Right. I hopped out here on one leg and said, you know what? I will play today. Yeah, he ran through my man Tyron Matthew in a game at some point. Just like it wasn't like a run over on your back. It was like a run over on your side. And my man Tyron Matthew out there doing log rolls. Like, <laughs> and no, is- not only is Littered in the hometown for this, he and Tyron went to the same high school. Oh, yeah, they did. They went to St. All. So, like, if you go to college at one of the black schools in Atlanta, basically everybody from New Orleans went to St. All. They all did. Like, if there was a dude, he went to St. All. Apparently, that was what you had to do in order to, like, get out, out of New Orleans is to go to St. All. But they all did. Every single one of them seemed to go there. Stanford went there, too. I think I, I talked to him yep. when I wrote the piece on, uh, on Tyron Matthew. That's cool. It's worth researching if you haven't, reading about it, because I didn't know anything about it. It's a... Uh, impressive story down there and Tyron Matthew and none of that matter because <laughs> I think Tyron Matthew was like overlooked in part because Leonard Fournette was younger and showed up and everybody was coming to town <laughs> to watch Lenny run ain't nobody care about little Tyron over there yeah look at look at this amazing instinctive defensive back yeah that don't that don't pack the seats uh quite the same way I I, I want to throw this here for you because I feel like you deserve it and I don't know if it's the same for you as it is for me. But I found that when I checked my Twitter mentions last week, there was a heavy population of a demographic that I haven't seen since Sunday night, and that's Bears fans. Um, 
I I raised the point that Bears fans were a little upset with you for saying they were sorry. They explained their problems a little more deeply. I understood kind of where they were coming from, but they got mad at me where I was like, wow, week one is when you you know it's week one when Bears fans are mad at you for saying that they sorry because they'll be doing it themselves by week five. And what do you know? Week two came around and they look like boo-boo. Yeah. It's sad. I, I I want them to do well. I told. I mean, I said this before. The funny thing is that you know how the news cycle works. Is we all looking for something to grab onto and talk about. And I gave the Bears media something to talk about in Week One. If you listen to the whole thing, it wasn't like coming down on the Bears. Like I'm rooting for for polls and Flus. Like there's people that I I like and I want them to do well. And Justin Fields. The fact of the matter was, what I said wasn't untrue. They out here wasting early portions of Justin Fields' career, and that stinks. They look promising, though, like in some ways, I guess, considering that we thought they were just going to be all the way garbage. Like, they put up a fight last night. That's something to, to lean on, and they can rebuild. But it feels like the biggest issue is as important as it is to have a quarterback on a rookie deal. That's like the easiest way to win a Super Bowl. You out here squandering your quarterback on a rookie deal because you had a panicky coach back there who was trying to save his job. Also a quarterback that I think we'll see. I'm not nearly as sold on fields as a lot of people are. And it's just because he holds the ball so long. And in college, the argument was made that the routes were so late developing at Ohio State and they were going to get you enough time because they were Ohio State. Um, And of course, he was throwing the butt naked open people because Ohio State is like give me all your wide receivers um they need to figure out not like not just give him what he needs to be successful they need to give him what he needs for them to make a proper evaluation of what quarterback it is and exactly what they need to do to get around him but they looked bad in that game like you know as and and they look bad on defense in a way that I found to be surprising like as an Aaron Jones fantasy owner it worked out very well that was cool but otherwise I was like damn what y'all out here doing I mean, I think that that's how we expected them to look, though. Yeah, so, like, I think what happened week one, they played a game in a bowl of soup, and people thought that they were better than they are. Like, no, they're not good. And the the Packers, the Packers aren't that good either. <laughs> they don't seem like it yet, at least, and they made the Packers look good. Uh, last year's Packers would have put up 45 on them. And so I, I think the Bears, they got something to build on, I guess, I'm with you on Justin Fields. I'm not completely sold on him, but he's that dangerous level of talent that he going to do something special every now and then. And this is why you can't get a fair evaluation on him. It's because he's going to do something every now and then that's special. And then the story coming out of it is going to be, man, Justin Fields is special. They just need to get something around him. And then if they get something around him and he still hold onto the ball too long and still do all this stuff and do something every special every now and then, then you've, essentially ruined not only his first part of his career but ruined uh, a champion potential championship window because they're gonna go all in on him presumably the next couple of years right they're gonna build around him like like uh he justin herbert or somebody yeah and they're in a division where like if you're looking at it for the next however many years you really can't look farther than two years in the nfl but still right aaron Rodgers can't do this but for so long Right. That's not a dude I think that's going to be able to play till 45, anything like that, because so much of his game is predicated on athleticism like that's when that declines. Then we talk about something else. The Vikings always going to be the Vikings as long as they got Kirk Cousins. There's going to be a ceiling on how far you can go with that. Right. Like, I mean, I've, it's been years. I can say, yeah, I didn't think he was an NFL quarterback. He's an NFL quarterback, but there's a ceiling on how far you can go 
um, with that. And then over there are the Lions. Like the Bears, there's a division they have a chance to get up to. But I got to say this. When Dan Campbell took that job with the Dolphins a few years ago, he didn't seem like my sort of dude. And I was working with Dan Levitard, and Dan Campbell is 100% not his sort of dude, right? Like that that variety of traditional masculinity is not Dan's bag, right? He's called a man Campbell. He wasn't here for that. Dude, I watched a couple episodes of that Hard Knocks, you know, and I looked at his hiring practices. I want good things for them. I was so happy to see them hold on and not fully lying out against Washington. Good for them. I want great things to happen for them. I think the question is, who would you rather be? Would you rather be the Lions right now or the Bears right now? And it's an easy question for me. I'd rather be the Lions right now. Yeah, and the Lions did that interesting thing. The Panthers kind of did it, but did it wrong. But the Lions have not jumped on a quarterback, right? They did not get into the place. Like last year, if Kenny Pickett was the best quarterback in the draft, you don't take a quarterback. Like I looked at that from the standpoint of the uh, Steelers. When they took Pickett at 20th, if you can get him at 20, you should wait till the second round. Because if nobody else was like, yo, we need to jump up and make this happen, you need to go try to get a bargain. Like, that needs to be the way that you go about this. The Lions, they went and took Aiden Hutchinson, who I believe had three sacks or something like that in the first half. I know he had at least three for the game, but he was out there looking monstrous. Yeah, so he's going to be something. And I mean, yeah, they're building something there. And that's that's the difference. I know you want to go for the quarterback, but it don't matter if the quarterback ain't good. You know, you can't just be drafting quarterbacks because you need a quarterback. Jared Goff is good enough for now. They'll find somebody to replace him or they'll try to do what the 49ers did around Jared Goff or, or excuse me, what the Rams did around Jared Goff. I was thinking about my man, Jimmy G. They try to build up around him in a way that he can't ruin it for you, which is, I don't know. Like, I think that's a reasonable thing to do. Chasing these these once in a lifetime quarterbacks just because it's a it's like four or five of them in the league right now. People think that they can find one. Don't do it. Stop it. <laughs> you got to go a different route. If one falls in your lap, cool. But you ain't just going to go out here and draft one. They just not growing on trees like that. By the way, I'm glad you mentioned the 49ers before we get out of here because I almost lost track. But hey, man, we got to be honest about this. That Trey Lance trade was bad, right? And my argument, I always felt like if you're giving up that much draft capital for somebody who can't start day one, you're probably making a mistake. Mm-hmm. now they're basically they gave up all of that and it's nobody's fault per se right but they gave up all of that for a dude that they're going to get a contribution from at year three at the earliest that being said that get jimmy g down to six and a half move is looking awful brilliant right now brilliant especially since it's not like you get to keep your own pick right so there's no incentive for you to be terrible when everyone was up in arms about how difficult it was going to be for Trey Lance to own the team with Jimmy Garoppolo in the locker room. Yeah. I didn't agree with that at all. In part, like we talked about it because I felt like the team was thirsty. (laughs) They wasn't going to be hoping they could get back on Jimmy. They was thirsty for a quarterback that can take them to the next level. So I didn't think that was a problem, but now it looks incredible. Like the season's not lost. Jimmy, you can win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. This team that, that made it to the Super Bowl is not as good. Well, this team is not as good as the team that made it to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. But, I mean, they seem to figure it out in the playoffs every year and make a little bit of a run. So, this ain't bad. All all is not lost. But they make – it'll be incredibly interesting how this plays out for them the next several years if Jimmy G takes them on another little run or if Jimmy G is on the – I'm not going to call him the driver of the bus to use the basketball terminology. If Jimmy G is is on this train that goes deep again – 
It'll be interesting what they do next season. Yeah, they need to get some big leads. Like, that's the whole thing about it with Jimmy. You get, you get you a big lead, you might have a chance here. But if this is going to come down to a similar situation where Jimmy got to make it happen, yeah, I don't know. Like, I was watching Cliff Kingsbury try to get himself fired. You saw that game where he I was trying to get it. himself fired? And I feel like Cliff is set up to where he can't get fired in the middle of the year because he run the whole damn offense, right? Like, he's, he's, he's insulated himself in that regard. And Kyler Murray did not play well in that game. But when that came down to it at the end, there were plays that needed to be made, and he made those plays. Like, where they had that defensive holding play, what he did to get away from Max Crosby and everything else, like, he can do those things. You know, he had the one he threw to A.J. Green that A.J. Green didn't bring in. Like, there are things that he can do where even if he plays poorly, it's like, okay, but he can step up here and make something happen for us. You ain't getting that from a Jimmy Garoppolo, man. That's, that's yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, he bad, he bad. <laughs> like, the Cardinals definitely should have lost that game, but they didn't because of Kyler Murray. And maybe I, I didn't, like, watch all 22 of that one yet. I don't know if I'm going to, but maybe they were in that situation because of Kyler Murray. Like, I don't know. I didn't watch all. I watched the game, but I didn't break it all the way down and see what the problems were. Maybe they were in that situation because of him. That's fine. But he can get you out of it. And if you are in a bad situation, it's not because of him. He can get you out of it. That's why you pay him money like that, because he can get you out of it. I don't know if his film study study is up to where it needs to be or whatever, but it don't matter. He he ran, I think it was 87 yards on that um, touchdown play. 87 yards. Not an 87-yard gain. He scrambled for 87 yards to uh, then eventually run it in. Let me tell you this. If you were watching Cliff struggle to get them plays in on fourth downs, like even coming out of like timeouts, then you, I feel very confident where I'm throwing my blame on this one. <laughs> the look on your face. Going for the two point, you have two point plays. Like you come into every, like you don't even have to think of a play or decide a play. It's already decided. They got to delay a game and Kyler bailed their asses out. They got to delay a game. That's right. That's I forgot terrible. that's how that played out. It was a two a point conversion. Kyler scored the touchdown. It was a two-point conversion, and they didn't have a play-in for the two-point conversion play. You ha- It's week two. You haven't even used your first one yet. You know, you might have to go to the next one uh, in week three or four. They got a delay. <laughs> That's bad, man. That's yeah. bad. Yeah, Sugar White going to have to make a decision there, dog. Like, 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 maybe we need to find out how much Cliff studied, right? Yeah. right? Maybe, maybe we need to get to the bottom of that. I don't know. But, hey, man, that is Dominique Foxworth. Uh, check him out on the Dominique Foxworth show Tuesdays and Thursdays. Subscribe, follow that podcast, follow that podcast, follow that podcast. Also check him up, get up, first take, escape, debatable, all over the place. My man, I appreciate you. Always, brother. I appreciate you. All right, now, and ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Right Time. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Gabe Bassain and Adi Khan handling everything behind the scenes. Thank you, gentlemen. Remember, follow The Right Time. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy. Thanks for checking out The Right Time with Bomani Jones Podcast. You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Right Time with Bomani Jones.